0: Hey, listeners. Uh, Before we get into today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sun's Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny and Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you, get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians, and get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sun's Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much anytime i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Nibirites. This is Andy, the Nibirite Podcast. And uh, actually, it was almost a year ago to the day when uh, COVID first hit and we weren't able to record in person. I started Zoom recording, which I initially didn't want to do, but I found out it was allowing me to talk to a lot of people that I wouldn't be able to speak to. And today's guest is definitely one of those um, people. Uh, They are in Copenhagen, Denmark right now um martin and mass from the communions welcome to the show guys
1: thank you thank you
0: and i got the pronunciation right of the name
1: yeah it was uh, it was perfect
0: no oh, thanks yeah. uh, you, uh that's not my forte so i appreciate that um so let me just start off by asking like what's going on there now due to to covid like how is is are you guys in lockdown are you guys starting to open up like what what's denmark like
1: um, we've been in lockdown, um, which basically means that, uh, you know, like bars and restaurants and um, hair salons are closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to wear a mask, like, uh, you know, in the metro, in supermarkets. Um, but I think that we're beginning to open up now. Yeah, the, the government just released like an opening
2: plan yeah. uh, a few days ago. But basically, no one really knows what will happen because if, if something sparks up, then they'll just close down. Again. Close it back so, down. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's been totally closed for a long while now. I mean, nothing has been open. So
1: yeah, but I mean now spring is going to come too, which I think will help um, help a lot. Uh, and it will or outside and. Um. Yeah, I think that's gonna help.
0: It, and it's uh, it's unfortunate. I've actually been to Copenhagen, and it is a gorgeous city. Um. So mm. I, I really enjoyed my time there. It was. Yeah. I only spent, I think, like thirty-six hours there, but uh, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah, it's nice, especially in the summer. Yeah, spring.
0: I. Yeah, and it could be Americans don't typically think of. Denmark as a music hotbed, is there like a big music scene there? Like, you know, are there clubs? Like, what, what's the scene there? Like,
2: yeah, there's there's quite a lot of clubs, um, at least here in Copenhagen. Um, and uh, I feel like scenes they kind of come and go, but I mean, we we kind of started out as in a, a pretty vibrant like rock scene, I guess you could say. Uh, mm-hmm. and, from some years ago um which maybe has kind of uh evaporated a little or like you know it's spread out more now but i mean and people are doing their own thing more um but
1: um yeah i, th- I think there's a lot of stuff going on mm. uh, a lot of
2: electronic music as well these days uh coming out of copenhagen
1: yeah in recent years there's actually been like a uh, a brand new or like um uh like uh reinvented techno scene kind of yeah and like you have like all these people coming from berlin and coming from london to to play like techno gigs um and play at raves in copenhagen too
0: now how does that affect you guys when i was listening to to your uh music on youtube i i kind was comparing it to more of the pixies is kind of what was like striking me i don't know how familiar you are with because you look like younger guys. Pixies is my generation, so. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I think we uh, are uh, influenced by a lot of different things, but I don't know if you know that we actually grew up in Seattle. For
0: oh, really? No, I didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it it's. I mean, it's a while ago. I mean, we grew up there, so I was it was from the time I was five until I was fifteen, sixteen years old, and you were.
1: I was like yeah a bit younger zero to, to 12 or something
0: yeah oh, that's, I, I, w- I was good. very impressed with your english and i, I that explains it <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so i mean I, I think we're i mean we're definitely influenced by different things both american bands and british bands and and obviously the scene
0: that we kind of have come out of from here and yeah so i mean so did you start playing music? Like did you pick up instruments when you were here in the US? Or was that something that you did when you were over there?
2: Uh, I I did. I I mean I'm a bit I'm a little bit older than Mass is. And so I i I definitely in my teenage years was playing already in like a couple of bands, nothing really serious, but just some teenage bands with my friends and yeah. where I was playing guitar uh and writing some of the songs too, actually. Um but it wasn't before communions that I really uh, began writing songs for myself to sing, and you know that was like something new at that time. Um, and yeah, you picked up. When did you pick up the bass? I
1: I think I I think I got my first bass pretty early, like because you got a guitar, then because uh, yeah we were brothers and they didn't want to treat us differently. I had to get something too. Yeah, so, <laughs> I just got like a really cheap. Really cheap used bass, uh, but I didn't really play it that much. Um, I pretty much uh, started playing when we made the band, Yeah, I would say.
2: Yeah, I mean, so we, we started pretty. You started... When you started in the band, you had basically never really played bass <laughs> yeah, before. Not really. <laughs> we just kind of did it because it was like... I had one. Yeah, because you had one. <laughs> Maybe.
0: So yeah. did you start the band as... Like, what what made you want to be a band as brothers as st- opposed to like starting a band and getting other people in it? If the, I'm not even sure that question made sense, but.
2: No, no, I, 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 feel I, I think that, I mean, I had written some songs and I, I was also pretty inexperienced musically myself. So I, I didn't really even think in terms of trying to branch out and reach a bunch of people asking them, to you know, I mean, I was trying to just like use my immediate surroundings to get this band going and so I mean I asked a few of my friends from high school, uh, Frederick and Jacob who are the other guys who originally were in the band when we began and then Mass uh, simply just because it was like what I had around me to work with I guess and uh, that was kind of what initiated it to begin with was just that I had these songs and Wanted someone to
0: play with. um, Do you think it's. Sorry, do you think it's easier um, because Mass is your brother, where it's like you're. I mean, I I would assume you guys are closer than just normal friends, your brothers. So is it like easier to kind of like put your ideas out there and feel like either he's not going to judge you too harshly or just be more honest and not just be like, oh, no, I like it? Like, you know, that kind of brother. Like oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think uh, I think it's just really nice to have something stable in that sense uh, with the band. That you know the fact that we're brothers and this. yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, there's definitely not really any conflicts, uh, although that's what a lot of people think. Uh, that you know, because you're brothers, there has to be
0: a lot of. Well, I I immediately jumped to the Black Crows, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that that's immediately what I think of, and be like, oh, it sounds like a nightmare, but.
2: Yeah, no, I, and that's what a lot of people think. Uh, but for us, it really hasn't been that way. Uh, um, maybe surprising, them. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It. Yeah. In playing out in um you know clubs and whatnot i'm not sure how much and you guys were pretty young when you left the u.s did you have any gigs that you played out here and like is there a difference between u.s audiences and european audiences
2: uh, we we played one show in uh in la uh but that was back in 2014 right when we were starting and it, it wasn't only our show it was a uh, part of this uh danish festival i guess you could say that was being hosted in la through uh, a label called posh isolation that released our first ep um so it was with a bunch of other danish bands uh which was really yeah a good i mean nice playing there i I think that uh i don't know if there's too much of a difference between the us and danish yeah
1: i probably i wouldn't say i experienced uh a noticeable difference um i guess we've also played in japan yeah and there, that was maybe a little bit more noticeable yeah that's
2: we were just talking about this recently that uh the Japan, like the way that the fan culture in japan is just so crazy that i mean playing t- to a japanese audience is probably the most surreal thing we've tried so i mean yeah. that's definitely way different so if you compare it up to that, I mean, there's not too much of a difference between a European and American audience. But mm.
0: So yeah. what was different about the Japanese audience? Were they more like vocal? Were they screaming? Like
2: uh, No, they're uh, really, really quiet actually. And then they just like kind of look at you and <laughs> are very like humble. I mean, I mean they're very, uh, yeah. Well, how would you explain it? Ugh. Like they, they, there was people who had like cut out pe- our faces on cardboard and were like w- waiting. Oh, I mean, it's like very like that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really weird. And I mean, and they bought presents for yeah. Us they bought and, they gave, gave us presents and, and like and drew pictures of us. Yeah, and, like weird and, Japanese candy. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's not something you <laughs> you would experience. Uh, here at all. <laughs> no. I think if I was standing <laughs> so, in front of
0: an audience of cardboard faces of myself, I'd freak out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was really surreal. Um,
0: so when you guys are working on new music and writing stuff, uh, like what, what's the dynamic there? Like, do you kind of work together? Do you work separately and then bring your, your pieces together?
2: Um, well, I I've always been the the songwriter I guess you could say in the the band. So I usually I write like the, the framework for a song and then arrange it with with the other guys uh, in the rehearsal space and then yeah. Uh, but I mean, recently two of the uh the guys that were starting the band with us younger uh, mm-hmm. they they actually kind of dropped out of the band while we were recording and mixing this record which is is really weird because then we i mean they had uh, they had like recorded their their stuff for the record but uh but we ended up kind of mixing it just mm-hmm. me and mass and and the producer and now we're like we've we've uh assembled a new live band uh to play with you know to play these songs with so it's like a weird hybrid right now of of like old material that was made with some other people that were now playing with a new live band mm. uh, and trying to figure out also where to go from here, like with this new band, because it's definitely like opened up a lot of possibilities playing with these other people that have their own totally unique, unique way of organically playing. And yeah, so, I mean, so maybe that'll change the process. I don't, I don't know. Um, that's something we're trying to figure out, I think.
1: Mm.
0: yeah that's that's got to be a i can imagine replacing one person in a band's gotta be difficult but we're trying to replace two at the same time is.
2: yeah and then yeah and then we got three new guys so yeah. we got an extra guy <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a synthesizer keyboard stuff um which we haven't really done too much of i mean on the on the record on the new record here there's there's some stuff i mean there's some keyboards and like roads and and uh piano stuff in the arrangement but
1: yeah but yeah it'll be it interesting just, to see where we go it just gives a, a whole new spectrum of possibilities also when you have when you have those tools in the rehearsal space and not mm-hmm. only when you're producing um yeah you just have so many more possibilities
0: um yeah so i've talked to a lot of people over the past year and it seems like it's a 50-50 split where some people are like this is great i get to spend so much more time in the studio and and i'm so like full of like creative energy and other people like i I don't want to do anything and i've been you know binge watching netflix and how's it affected you guys have you had more creative energy to like work on stuff or is it like really trying to struggle to get to that creative level.
2: I don't think that the pandemic has made me like less creative, Um, but, but I I definitely feel like it's more, it's gotten more difficult. Like in the beginning, I I wasn't so affected by it. I I was probably thinking more along the lines of, you know, this is fine. I'll just, you know, use the time wisely to write more music and stuff. But I I mean, I definitely feel lately it's been getting harder and harder to not have like a mental some other mental spaces to go into just like apart from my apartment and it's yeah it's it's been kind of tough um but on a more like concrete level we i mean we we've been prevented from playing a lot of shows um so that really sucks i mean we we're hoping obviously we were hoping to have been able to play a lot of shows here uh, in connection with the release of our singles and the record so I mean that really blows
0: yeah have you guys um yeah it's
1: I'm sorry I didn't get that oh there's just really nothing to look forward to which like really drains your energy um yeah that's just my experience with yeah. the whole lockdown situation
0: have you guys tried any of the the live stream that it seems like a lot of bands are doing? We actually started doing it for um, local musicians here in Plymouth where uh, you know they they weren't allowed to play in uh, business restaurants and bars and whatnot. and we have a huge um, musician community here, so we started live streaming um, one person every Wednesday. but um, have you guys tried that at all or what was your experience like? we haven't
1: no we haven't tried that ourselves um i haven't personally seen uh, a live stream of a concert either myself um but uh next month we're actually playing live in the radio here oh cool um yeah so um i mean we're looking forward to that um yeah that'll be a
2: live stream concert yeah we'll be playing like And that's nice because like, you know, that's going to happen. I mean, there's not any Corona restriction that can keep you from doing that. So
1: finally there's something (laughs) that we know. Yeah. But we don't, we don't really have any other experience doing stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
0: So are you guys planning, see, this has to be the really tough part is like you have a new, new, um, New record out and it's like how do you how do you plan a tour like are you planning a tour or are you just kind of waiting like what's what do you how are you trying to push the launch i mean obviously the radio but i mean is there something else
2: yeah i mean well we had a lot of concerts planned here in the or at least some planned here in denmark even just in the spring and but we never got around to announcing them because because of the restrictions and our booker our booking agent just kept telling us you know don't announce it yet, don't announce it yet. It, it's, people aren't buying tickets right now and stuff. And so, I mean, we've definitely held off and just uh, from announcing anything, uh, but right now we're planning towards the fall. I mean, we're planning on doing a, a tour in the fall, at least here in Denmark. I mean, it, it would be nice to be able to do a Euro- European tour or something, uh, but I don't know if that'll happen, I mean, hopefully
0: uh is there like are there like outdoor venues because that's kind of what what we're at right now is if it's an outdoor venue you can have a concert but you have to be at tables and the tables have to be six feet apart and you have to buy like you can't buy one ticket you have to buy a table's worth of tickets um and there's a place not far from us that's doing it and so far every show they've had is sold out like really quickly there's not a lot of tickets but it's just nice to see
2: yeah i mean that sounds like the restrictions that have been implemented here uh when they were still doing shows uh, mm-hmm. i mean that was like yeah people you could you could you could hold a show but people had to stand with like Mm. A, a meters distance or more to, from each other yeah that was like
1: a couple months ago but now I there's like,
2: just no show I mean yeah. you can't they've totally banned yeah. uh people from assembling more than like five. Oh wow so, yeah 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 so I mean there's been some pretty crazy restrictions here lately and yeah. now they're just starting to open up so I mean yeah we're obviously hoping that it'll go back to something at least along the lines of the restrictions you just mentioned where yeah you can you can have a show
1: I think realistically it's going to be something like you have uh, seated concerts inside half capacity yeah and then it'll be something like people have to wear masks and um, another rule that they had here a couple of months ago was that you weren't allowed to sing along oh really <laughs> yeah
0: that's funny it's it's so funny to hear like the restrictions that you guys have and the restrictions that we have and you know a lot of americans are whiny babies and they're complaining and crying about the restrictions that we have and then to hear what you guys are going through it's just like you know we should be happy that we have what we do have um
1: yeah yeah um yeah, the whole situation definitely makes you uh, appreciate what you, <laughs> yeah, what you had, uh, what you had before.
0: Because it's been kind yeah. of like this thing here where they're not allowed. You can have music, you can have live music, but there can't be singing. So you have like just an instrumental instrumental performance. Um, but a lot of places oh. down here are just kind of not caring and just doing whatever they want, and it, it's 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 gotten really weird but uh yeah it it's it's it, it's interesting to hear what you guys are kind of going through to be like, we should just shut up and be happy that we have what we have
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah it's i mean it's it's interesting also that each country's way of handling it is kind of unique and yeah it's just crazy times
0: yeah we we well we have a lot of very difficult people to deal with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you won't mention any names
0: or <laughs> oh i mean you want names okay <laughs> uh yeah so it is what it is but um so like i i, I mentioned before um uh, you guys reminded me of the pixies and you said that you know you, you got influence from american music because you grew up here but like what were some of the direct influences music wise on you like specifically
2: from, from America or just... Or just in, in general? general, wherever. Well, I, th- I think it kind of... Like when we were starting the band, we had like a lot of uh, internal influences like between us, the four of us, the, the original four people that were in the band. Um, that was very like based in on uh, like British guitar music, like Brit pop stuff and yeah. also like, 80s kind of... The The Smiths and The Cure and like this kind of stuff and 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 yeah like the Stone like a lot of britpop stuff like the Stone Roses and, and that that was kind of like where we started from and then I think it's kind of evolved more uh, into some something uh, different I guess in a in a certain way now uh, yeah I don't I, I mean I guess the new record probably has a little american influence in in, in some way um maybe because it's just us mixing it <laughs> no, I don't, I don't now. Um, it's not something we think about too much you know like whether we're uh, doing like an american influence song or, or something it, it's just kind of a, a rag bag of different things that we draw from um yeah i also think that since finishing the album like we've begun listening to way different stuff already Mm And again so it's it's really an evolving thing um, always I think
1: Um, yeah I I I kind of find that the music you listen to uh, kind of I mean like in a certain period of time will like unconsciously um, push you in the same direction Um, so like if I started to listen to like a lot of jazz music then I'll i'll just like immediately without thinking about it like want to play more in like more of a jazz style yeah so i think it's like an unconscious thing i think
0: so what are you guys listening to now
1: um
2: well yeah a lot of different stuff i mean a lot of like i've been listening to like a lot of instrumental like uh, beat bass like almost hip like a lot of hip-hop like a mad libs new record i think is really really great
0: um this is my favorite part this is where i write down new stuff to listen to mad libs <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah and this this is like not a lot of rock stuff because i've been yeah i've been listening to like a lot of getting into like hip-hop has been really a great experience for me um but like someone who i've been listening to a lot that has been kind of that is really good at mixing, I think, uh, a lot of dif- disparate genres. Is uh, Ives' Tumor or Eve's Tumor? I don't know how you produce yeah. I
0: don't know. I'll have to check that out also. Yeah.
2: Um, he's doing some really interesting stuff uh, that like mixes rock and electronic music in a really interesting way. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: What about What's UMass?
1: Well, yeah, I've also been listening to a little bit more hip hop and um, yeah, also Mad Libs' new record and uh, uh, Radiohead is also a band that I've only now kind of appreciated. Um,
2: What else? There's this guy called David Kilgore who is was the lead singer of the of the band the clean. It's mm-hmm. like new band. Um but I we recently discovered his solo stuff which uh I don't know if it's been like an influence but it just it, it was really awesome to hear because it like reminded us of what we were trying to do with communions I guess. I mean it has like a kind of a similar vibe to it. So yeah, I've been playing his his first record a lot lately.
0: Is there anything that like one of you listens to that like irritates the shit out of the other one where you're like, seriously, turn off Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Maybe mm.
2: I, a guilty pleasure. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure. Actually, it's not really. I mean, Kanye West, I listen to a lot of, and I don't know if that annoys you or if you like him. I, as think, well. <laughs> I think it.
1: I think it annoyed me in the beginning, but <laughs> now it's now I kind of know what you mean. Like, I think know. that's
0: got to be one of those things where you separate the art from the artist. Where yeah, he's good like, exactly. music, but he's a ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, I, I I think I I think I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you <laughs> even though the guy is even though the guy is absolutely uh, insane, um, yeah, he makes some uh, good music. I think.
0: Well, we did avoid him being president, so small victories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean,
0: 2024, man. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll be moving to Denmark when that happens.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just, I remember specifically, um, not to get super political, but during the whole campaign, uh, it was very, obviously very divisive here. And people are always like, why do you like Biden? I'm like, I don't. I would just vote for anyone other than Trump and then Kanye is like, I'm running I'm like, okay I see what you did there <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah he really saw like his opportunity to, yeah. to, go, to go in but then he, like forgot to it was like so register late.
0: it was so late like he couldn't even yeah. run in most places and it's just like what wow, I don't even know
2: I totally feel you on the on the Biden thing. Um, on the Trump thing. I mean, it's yeah, there, there, anything other than Trump was like, yeah. a good resort. I guess uh, it, it
0: literally has been very refreshing this year to wake up and not immediately look at the news to be like, what fresh hell is today going to bring and just yeah, be like, yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing happened. It's just quiet. Okay. I'll take that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we experienced it too. I mean, the Danish media is, you know, they love, uh, I mean they report a lot on american politics so i mean i guess all countries do but uh
0: oh.
1: but yeah i mean we're we're experiencing uh
0: the same thing over here yeah oh, with your own politics or just
1: no no i mean uh, as like you're saying like uh, not waking up and looking at the news uh and seeing what what uh trump has uh, fucked up now
0: yeah it was um, very that's, much that's- like did he tweet us into a war last night what happened <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah it
0: was uh not a good four years but um yeah it's it's been nuts uh so Denmark excuse me is a super chill country when I was there, and it was a long time ago but um you know I feel like america is trying to be more chill i I, I mean you guys have had legalized marijuana for quite a while right am i remembering that correctly
2: well no you're you're i know what you're thinking of but it's not it's not legalized but there's in copenhagen there's uh yeah well how would you call it like a free free state yeah (laughs) Like like a little uh commune or community which uh
1: is kind of uh, it's governed by like hippies, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it, it was oh, an really? old military base. Yeah, it was an old military base that some hippies kind of um, overthrew in the seventies. Yeah, and um, since then, it's just kind of been like this uh, area in the city where you know police aren't allowed to enter. And um, oh, no kidding. Yeah, so there's, like, uh, there's a pusher street where there's just, like, uh, stands and stands and stands of people selling marijuana, just, like, on the street. Huh. Um, so, I mean... But it's not legal. It's not It's not yeah. technically legal, but you can buy it on the street.
0: There. Oh, so that's interesting. Like, it, it, it's, you know, one of the... It's, like, by the time that story gets over to here in the U.S., people are like, oh, my God, it's legal. It's everywhere, you know? It, it's It's <laughs> yeah. always just interesting to kind of, like hear exactly what's going on
2: yeah but I, mean, I was surprised that to hear back when it happened that you guys legalized marijuana before yeah before, before we, did. we did
0: because yeah and it, i, it, it, I had always
2: thought it, of christiania which is the name of the place as like this really prog- pro- progressive thing which i mean it it, it is but yeah the, the politics around it here it, it is not very progressive i mean it's there's been, there's been discussions about it, but I don't really it's, know. It's
0: very interesting here because, much like you guys, it's legal and it's not at the same time. So mm. the states have legalized it, but not the federal government. So some states it's legal, some states it's not.
2: Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. none
0: of it's legal in the federal government size, but the federal government isn't really enforcing it. So it really just boils down to like the uh all the marijuana businesses are basically like cash businesses because still they're technically drug dealers and the government could seize their money so it's 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 a very weird situation right now and and (laughs) there's a, a big movement to to legalize it federally but you know everything here takes decades to get done so
1: yeah, that's really strange. Yeah, but that's, it's like I mean, legal at one layer of government, but illegal at like,
0: like the government. higher level. Yeah, it's very weird. Okay. And it, it, really it weird. was um, basically uh, Barack who was like, didn't say that they're going to legalize it. He's like, we're just not going to enforce it. Hmm. So then states kind of could do what they want. And more and more states every year pass, you know, different legaliz- legalizations. And I think, was it Oregon? I can't remember who it was. Someone like decriminalized. I think most drugs, and uh, yeah, it's mm. it's 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 a weird time because oh. everything else is pushed to be more and more conservative, except for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is strange. That's also like Portugal. Uh, they also decriminalized. I think all drugs up to a certain amount. Yeah. So I mean, you can you can like carry heroin on the street as long as you don't carry too much. Right. As long right. as it's really like, pretty insane. But I mean, I think that I'm pretty sure all studies show that like um, drug use has gone down after it's been decriminalized.
0: Right. Cause it, it makes it easier for people who are having problems to get help because it's not like, mm. Oh, am I going to get arrested while I'm trying to get help? You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, Americans don't like studies. We don't, we don't, we don't like fancy book learning. Um, I don't know how we got it kind of political, but, uh, it was probably my fault. Uh, so what's next? What, so you have a new album out. Um, I know we kind of talked about touring, but are, are you working on some new music already? Or are you just trying to focus on this new album?
1: I think we're starting to, uh, to write new songs. Yeah, I mean, Um, but it's,
2: I guess it's happening a little, I mean, not slowly, but just it's, like I was saying earlier with the the new guys that we've kind of assembled in the, for the group. I mean, it's kind of taking some time to try to figure out how to um, go about making new songs together. And, you know, you kind of have to uh, discover, rediscover, I guess, which roles should people take and, you know, um,
0: are they open to your Kanye West tribute album? (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you think you're going to, do you think you're going to work hip hop into it or or some sort of hip hop influence?
2: Well, honestly, Um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm really not,
1: I think we're pretty open to, um, to like everything.
2: Yeah. But that also kind of makes it difficult because (laughs) I mean, it can be difficult to be open, too open mm. to too many things at once. Um, I mean, where we came from with the other guys, I mean, there was like one way to play. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that really limited everything. Uh, kind of in a nice way because you, you, there wasn't too many options. And, you know, so so I think we kind of have to re rethink everything now, um, which is, you know, it's a lot of fun, but it, it also kind of yeah it's it's maybe a little difficult uh to just go about doing it the way you're used to uh, all right
0: yeah and I, I, it's probably that balance between wanting to have something that sounds new and creative but at the same time stay true to like your sound yeah exactly that makes sense exactly,
2: mm. exactly.
0: Mm. i mean unless you're like uh i guess familiar with ween 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 W they're a band out of uh Pennsylvania and uh wow. their style is almost to not have a style and every every song is completely different <laughs> okay um but yeah, yeah. It, it's great like i highly recommend you check them out and because there's one that sounds kind of like an old country western song and then it'll jump to something completely different and a different genre and every single one is totally weird and strange but great band
2: Mm -hmm. nice i'll check that check that out yeah Mm -hmm. but that's i mean it definitely like you say that's definitely the dilemma is you know how how far can you go with it and still call yourself communions i mean that's kind of like right now um but you know we're also just kind of i think waiting and to see you know how people like the album and just excited for that to get released because it really has been a long time going into making this and uh so yeah it really feels like uh yeah <laughs> just an accomplishment just getting it released uh is yeah something we're looking forward to
0: nice yeah. so when is the official release date
2: uh april
0: 23rd yeah april 23rd so i th- this may or this might be going up. This will be going to be ugh, this will be going up around then. I'm not sure if it's going to be before or after. Um, so, where can I where can our listeners go on April 23rd? Or if April 23rd's already passed, where can they go to check out the album?
2: Well, I guess on it on every streaming platform, uh, it'll be out everywhere. And, and you can you, you can also pre order the record uh, right now. Uh, if you want uh, a vinyl, it'll be there. Um, you know, yeah. Bandcamp.
0: Bandcamp seems to be uh, like a not up and coming. It's been around for a while, but they seem to be the most friendly towards the the actual artists. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, most streaming platforms don't really. I mean, it's just crazy how little artists.
0: Get yeah. For- yeah. Like four cents uh every time your song is played or something
2: hmm. not, not even i don't think i, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the, the i don't remember the actual thing but it it's really minuscule uh
0: so where can our listeners go to find you guys on social media i, I know you guys are on facebook and instagram um but what, uh, your yeah, handles facebook, are?
2: instagram twitter we have a twitter um we have a website you can check out for like new info and there's also a, a mailing list on there you can sign up for to get like news that we'll be sending out uh regarding stuff with the record so
0: and you guys are on youtube yeah right yeah
1: well, yeah that's... we're on youtube so yeah. so
0: i gotta ask this is kind of on un... it's sort of related but um the when i was checking you guys out on youtube there. Our sculptures—they they almost look like green hands with strings that are laced in between them. Yeah. Who's that? Like, how did that come to be? Because I thought that was really weird and cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my my. I have a girlfriend that uh, goes to the uh, the Visual Art Academy here in Copenhagen, and she does like she did this sculpture um, that we have used. Yeah, that's the sculpture. Oh, it's really cool. It for all the singles, and it's also on the album cover with with the
0: strings. Um, You want to give her a shout out? I'd love to like check out more of her work.
2: Yeah. uh, Her name is uh, Hannah. uh, H-A-N-N-A-H. And maybe Nilsson. So Nilsson is spelled N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's still, you know, just a student at the Academy here, but she's definitely doing some really, I love all the stuff she does um, a lot of like textile stuff as well. Yep. And like weaving and yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it's
0: cool stuff. I'll have to check it out.
2: And uh, yeah, so we, we we just used that sculpture because we thought it, it fit really nicely uh, with a lot of like the, I guess some of the overarching like themes on the album with like fate and yeah, I, uh, identity and stuff. I There's definitely just something really cool about the the hands with the strings through them. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was really neat. It made me yeah. think of like marionettes and, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I think she was inspired by the the, the Norns, the uh the, the from like Nordic mythology, uh the Norns oh. that like spin the fate of men. Yeah uh yeah uh and that really just kind of like struck a chord with me in terms of what a lot of the songs are or some of the songs are you know
0: uh doing so cool
2: yeah
0: awesome guys well i want to say thank you for taking the time out to talk to us um you guys are what probably like mid-afternoon now yeah it's like okay f- i was gonna say thanks for getting up this early but you guys are the other way. So- <laughs> yeah it's, no
2: no problem man thank you for having us yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks yeah. For having- uh anytime you guys got new stuff to promote please reach out we'd love to have you back on it's a lot of fun and if you guys come to the u.s let us know we'll uh we'll swing by the show and definitely, uh, definitely. let's meet. hope
2: that happens you know some sometime soon sometime uh, it, it, i mean
0: yeah. pandemics can't last forever right <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh, thanks. thanks, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at Anebriart or on Instagram at anebriart 6 You can email us at anebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Anebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about Working at theme parks, what else? And we'll catch you again next time.